Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, please, can you let me know when I'm supposed to end? I'm trying to repent. So help me. Because some people, when they hear that I'm coming, you are looking at 6 o'clock. But I bet you God is helping me. So you know, stay here to say hallelujah. Amen. But we thank God it's good to be here. I think it's been a month or more than a month, right? It's well with me. Hallelujah. Amen. And we thank God for what he's doing. Uh, can we appreciate Pastor Charles and all the leaders for what God is doing? Oh, can we appreciate... You are doing better as you didn't hear the name I mentioned. God bless you, Pastor Charles, for the good work you are doing. Can we acknowledge Lady Clara? She's you know, sometimes you don't know whether when she's here, the difference between when she's here and when she's not here. Because when she's not here, you still feel her influence. And when she's here to you, see it. God bless you, Lady Clara, for the things you do for all of us. God bless you. And to all the ministers, all the leaders, the departmental leaders, the church workers, God bless all of you for what you are doing. It's been amazing. And God will honor you in Jesus' name. And uh, our very own minister, handsome. God bless you. Now, um, I was supposed to have been here last week, but, uh, you know, it happens. Um, this man, we are talking about divine pursuit. As a matter of fact, it's one of, one of the, the topics that, you know, every minister has the message God gives to him. You preach other messages, but there's an area, you know, that this is where God has built you on, and it's one of the areas uh, and I would have loved to start with it. But last week there was a word that I was coming with. And uh, I still want to share because we connected to the theme we had last month. That is uh, dealing with the little foxes. Um, I'll, I'll give a summary of that today. And then hopefully next Sunday Pastor Charles will take over with the divine pursuit. Are we okay with that? And definitely, as Jesus, if Jesus tarries, I'll come again, and then, uh, and then we'll come and talk about divine pursuit. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, if you are also like John, uh, I want to understand that as God helps me, I'll be coming. But you have to understand that uh, it's a lot of work. Hallelujah. Now, I'm talking about... I want to talk about something, you know, when I started medical school. It was something I wanted to specialize in. But I don't know what happened to me. That I, I lost interest in that particular area. But I, I found out that uh, as a minister of the gospel, it was something that was so dear to me. So I wonder if medically I couldn't specialize in that spiritually by the grace of God I can work on that hallelujah and I'm talking about the heart today guard your heart and and so today I'll, you know when you are dealing with matters of the heart you don't do giddy giddy you go slowly right so today I'll try I'll try to to go slowly so 
because we are talking about the heart. We don't do giddy giddy with the heart. So I just want to follow me today. God will speak to you. I really want you to follow me. Um, I'm talking about guard your heart. Guard your heart. And uh, almost all the things we spoke about, I learned you, I think among all the ministries, you didn't get more time to talk about the little foxes, but it's well. Um, that you spoke about, you realize that majority of them, they are all connected to the heart. That's why I want to talk about how to summarize that so that if you miss anything, at least it will be captured here some way, somehow. Can we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, speak to us today. Holy Spirit will have your way. Let your name be glorified. Let your name be glorified. I pray that none of us here will live the same. Thank you for what you have started doing already in this service. Thank you for the healing that has taken place. Thank you for the deliverance. Thank you that you have made a way for someone already before he even stepped out of this building. Thank you, Lord. As your word comes forth, speak to us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And I also want to acknowledge my people from North Gorad who are here. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, there are, there are some ministries outside Moscow that are under me but not intact AGCC. That's why it is because throughout uh, last month I was traveling to some of the cities to visit them. And uh, these ones are from Novgorod. The, that was the president and then the vice president of the ministry there. And they came to worship with us. So you are welcome, Jiko and Amanda. Now, uh, let's talk about our heart today. And please, when I start talking, don't start thinking of any person. I'm talking to you. Yeah, if we're in the service, if nobody came, I would have still spoken to you. So it's more of an individual affair today than a, a group thing. So don't think of, if I read the scripture, I'm reading the scripture to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, uh, a, a great man said, a great man once said, your heart determines your height in life. Uh, your heart determines your height in life. And I realize that everything that we do, everything that we think of, everything that we do, in every aspect of our lives, has something to do with the state of our heart. The state of your heart determines what comes, and we'll look at that into details, what comes out of your mouth, what comes, the thoughts that goes through your mind, how you relate with people, how you do your things, how, even how you serve in the house of the Lord. Everything about us and what we do has something to do with your heart. And now I understand why when we come to God, the first thing he does is Jesus comes to stay in our heart. There's a reason. Because that is where everything begins. You know, in Ezekiel, he says that he took away the stony heart and gave us a heart of flesh. So the first thing God does when we come to him is that Jesus comes to stay in our heart. You know, but it, it, it's one thing Jesus staying in your heart and another thing allowing Jesus to work in your heart and through your heart. It, it's very important. 
that we allow him to work fully on our heart. And I believe that today, through his word, he's, he's, he's working and he's going to work on our heart. Hallelujah. An impure heart can never produce a godly character. An impure heart can never produce a godly character. Total devotion to God comes from a pure heart. Total commitment to God comes from a heart that is pure unto God. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Let's start with that. Proverbs 4, verse 23. Keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Keep your heart. Now the, the, the writer is telling us to guard our heart. To keep our heart. With all diligence. With everything you got. So if there's anything you need to guard. It's actually your heart. If there's anything that you need to keep. It's actually not your property. It's actually not your cash. Because as a matter of fact, you can have good cash, but if your heart is not good, you'll mess it up. Actually, the state of your heart determines everything you do. And so King Solomon, in all his wisdom, says that if there's anything you have to be diligent in keeping, then it is your heart. Why? Because every issue of life is from there. So out of it, your heart are the issues of life, your spiritual issues, financial issues, even academic issues, relationship issues. Every issue you can think of, King Solomon says, it is connected to the heart. And because it's connected to the heart, he says, keep your heart, guard your heart. You know, when you have a, a, a watchman in taking care of a, this is the, the professionals, we call them security men. When you have a security man protecting a facility it is to prevent an intruder into that facility he is guarding the place now if bible said that we should guard or keep our heart then it means that there's a possibility for an intruder to come into the heart there's a possibility for certain things that ought not to be in the heart to intrude so bible says that guard your heart in other words, don't allow certain things to enter your heart. We'll look at it into details. But I understand that well because we have people that when they gave their life to Christ, like I said, they started well. Pure heart, the way they think, the way they do their things. It was from a genuine heart. So you see it in their lives. You see it in the way they relate to people. You see it in the way they do their things. But these same people, because they could not guard their heart, they allowed certain intruders into their heart. They allow certain things to enter their heart. They allow certain people, they open their heart 
to certain people and open their heart to certain issues. So you see the same lady who is so loving and so caring. Now she has closed her heart because when she opened her heart, it was crushed. Someone disappointed her. I mean, she had a broken heart. It was painful. So now she sees any, any person coming, the heart is closed. There, there, there can be a person who, who used to be loving, caring, you know, apart from the relationship side, committed to church. But because he opened the heart and allowed offense to enter, some of them you can't even find them in church today. Why? Because they are offended by what a pastor said, by what a leader said, by what a member said. So you can't find the person who was so committed. And I have, we have found people in our ministry that have left. Why? Because they were offended. And you realize that these were people, when they came, they were, it was like they were the father AGCC and mother AGCC. They were so committed, but they allowed certain things to enter their heart. They allowed offense. It grew to bitterness. And they couldn't take any longer, so they had to leave. Why? They couldn't guard their heart. Is it? If you can guard your heart, you can be effective in the kingdom. If you can guard your heart, you can be a blessing to many people. If you can guard your heart, you can keep your relationship. As a matter of fact, the, the state of your heart determines whether that relationship will work or not. Mm, we are going somewhere today. The state of your heart will actually determine whether your service in the church is acceptable to God or not. Uh-huh. The state of your heart will determine whether some people will stay in your life or they walk out of your life. Oh, people have lost their, their uh, Jonathans because of the state of their heart. They were bitter, always angry, always complaining, not always thinking of themselves, pride. These are all issues that come from the heart. And I will look at the scriptures very soon. Because of that, certain people that should stay in their lives, they've walked out of their lives, not because of anything, but because of what came out of them as a result of the state of their heart. You know, sometimes you see people doing certain things and then deep in your heart, especially some of the things in the heart that nobody sees. The jealousy, the enviness, certain things that are in our heart. Immediately someone starts singing in your mind, oh, what is she doing? I can do better than him. You see, someone thinks the mark is preaching. He gets a, ah, are you not seeing the scripture? I saw it. I saw it so many years ago. This man of God, you are now seeing this. Where have you been all this while? So as they preach, they can preach up and down. Let them somersault. Nothing enter because you know the scripture before the preacher. The state of your heart. It actually determines what you get out of the church. You can be in church for years, but if your heart is not submissive to God, nothing changes. You can hear the best of preachers, but because, you see, I love that scripture that says that if anyone tests, let him come. Do you remember that scripture? It said, if you are so the first qualification, you should be testing. And two, it said, let him come. Remember the third thing? And drink. And said, out of
of your belly shall flow rivers of living water, right? In other words, you have to be thirsty, you need to come, and you need to drink before something comes out of you. So you can be in the church, if you are not going through these three stages, you might be here 10 years, but nothing works for you. You hear the message, if you ask, what did you hear last week? Oh, I saw Pastor Charles, the way he was jumping. I saw the, the vocabs he was using. What touched your heart? So, it is the state of your, our heart that even determines what we receive from the church. Oh, may God work on our heart. May God work on our heart. And I'm going to say that several times, and when you hear me say, just say, Amen. Now, before I, because of my, I want to talk about how to guard your heart. But before that, why do I need to guard my heart? What, why is the heart so important, even in the church, even for us as believers? Like I told you, if it's not important, Jesus wouldn't have come to stay in our heart. But number one, I'm, I'm just teaching today, so let's take our time. Number one, why should I guard my heart? For divine promotion and elevation. I wanted to start somewhere, but let me start with this. For divine promotion and elevation. If you want God to promote and elevate you. See, God does not promote anyone anyhow. God promotes based on the state of your heart. See, there are certain prayers that God has not answered. It's not because he doesn't want, he doesn't want to answer. He looks at your heart. Because the reason for praying that prayer is not for us because ah, let God bless me. I will show them. I will show them. I will show them. So the thing is not it's just to compete with people. Uh, I, I, actually, I love the, the drama team. I mean, in, in, the, in this temple. Anytime they minister, it, it, it ministers to me. You know, the last time, he, he, the drama they had, it was so powerful. And some people were drinking anointing oil. Some, and the guy said, you see, they were doing it just to show off. He, he has to drink so that people will know that he can heal. So the purpose is not that God used me to be a blessing. I want to show them that I can heal. The state of your heart. Is it sometimes nobody sees it? Only God sees it. <laughs> now let me put it in a better way. You need to guard your heart. I'm talking about promotion and elevation because that is God's criteria for promotion. Now let me show you something. Just a move on. First Samuel. Let me start from the old and we come to the new. First Samuel chapter 16. I'm sure you know the scripture very well. Let's start from verse, not because of time. You can write from verse 1 to 11. But because of time, let's read from verse 3. That is when God sends Samuel, the prophet himself, to Jesse's house. And God called, verse 3, and called Jesse to him to, to sacrifice. And I will show thee what thou shalt do. And thou shalt anoint me, him whom I name unto thee. Verse 4. And Samuel did that with the Lord speak and came to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming. Verse 5. And he said, peacefully, I am come to sacrifice unto the Lord. Sanctify yourself. Number 6. 
it came to pass when they were come that he took Eliab and said surely the Lord's anointed is before him now this is not a minor prophet this is, this is a major prophet somewhere entered the city by the command of God to anoint one of the sons of Jesse as a king the Bible says that when someone saw Eliab he looked at his features he looked at his figure he looked at his height he was well built he has all the figures so wow you qualify my question is how did someone get it wrong someone of all prophets prophet Sammy someone look at him see be careful don't not the voice of people is always the voice of God it's not because they are saying yes yes to you that God says yes to you I better receive yes from God than yes from people but no from God now when someone saw Eliab and that's what people say now let me finish that test and then you understand where I'm going and then he said look at verse 6 right and it came to pass then he took on Eliab and said surely surely the Lord anointed is before him but the Lord said unto Samuel look not on his countenance hmm, or on his height of stature because I have wow the person that professor me has approved God has refused the person that everybody is is praising he's the talk of town oh this one is prophet one apostle two holies of holies it's his titles imagine someone this is a major prophet don't make a mistake we are not talking about all oh, these minor prophet Mika or anyone we are talking about the prophet himself Sammy imagine I I, I mean I mean for those who believe what we carry this is what God says you believe it so someone said ah, you are the one you are the one God says I have refused him now look at God's criteria here. Oh God, work on our heart. Now let's look at God's criteria here. Verse, we are still in verse 7. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance. But the Lord, but the Lord looketh on so God's criteria for promotion and elevation is your heart. Some a prophet somewhere taught that by his looks or the looks, and Eliab was well built as a matter of fact. But what still when I get to heaven, I'll ask Brother Sam, how you got it wrong. But God wanted to show us something here. That you see, people can give you praise by what they say. That's what the Bible says. Men, men, they always look at you by what they see. They judge you by what they see, by the countenance. But God, that is not God's criteria. God doesn't look at, of course, it's good to dress well. But God doesn't look at the, the, the type of dress you wear. It doesn't mean I wear anything and come here. But, but what I'm saying is that God, what brings God's criteria for elevation is the state of your heart. When 
there's bitterness, offense, unforgiveness. Oh, yeah, yeah. God, you are praying. Do you remember what the Bible said that even if you had loggerheads with someone, you are come to give your offering? He said, Leave it there, go back and reconcile before you come and put it in the offering. Now, that tells you how the heart is important to God, and the heart determines the effectiveness of what we do in the church. God looks at the heart. And you know the rest of the story. That is what, and at, at that point, David was not even in the house. David was far. Kaida. See, people might forget you. People might not even know what you do. They might look down upon you. They might not even remember you. But sister, just maintain a pure heart. You might be in the desert. You might be far from the eyes of men. But your heart draws God's eyes on you. The state of your heart, regardless of where you are, God can shoot you up. Not because of anything, but because of the state of your heart. A heart that is praying that God use me for a revival. Use me to change life, to transform life. Not because of me, but because of lives at stake. God sees that heart, that genuine heart. Regardless of where you are located, God will pull you out. Because his criteria is not man's criteria. May God work on our heart. May God work on our heart. And that is how David, we hear of David today. What qualified him is the state of it. Now let me, let's compare David to another man in the Bible. Before I go to the second point. Another man in the Bible. We all know. David's First uh, Samuel chapter 10. You can write from 3 to 9. And I want to show you something quickly. Then we go to the second point. Let's start from verse 5. After that, after that shall come God speaking to Saul. Remember Saul when he lost um, the sheep. After that, that shall come to the hill of God, where there is the garrison of the Philistines. It shall come to pass when thou art come either to the city, that thou shalt meet a company. Now watch this. Thou shalt meet a company. This is a prophecy. This is a word God was giving to him. You shall meet a company of prophets coming down from the high place with sorcery and tablet and pipe and herb before them. Thou shalt prophesy with them. Thou shalt be turned into another man. Now, this is, you see how it says, thou shalt, thou shalt. It means that it was a prophecy. It was a word that was given to Saul of what is to happen. Now let's continue. I want to show you something. Verse 8. And thou shalt, you see again, and thou shalt go down before me to Gigal, and behold, I will come down unto thee to offer burnt offering and sacrifice. This was the same brother Samir here, also prophesying to Saul. Now let's look at verse 9. Now from 5 to 8, you are like, thou shalt, thou shalt. Now look at 9. And it was so that when he turned his back to go from somewhere, God gave him. Now, and then look at, and all the signs, the prophecies before verse 9, all of them now came to pass that day. 
So in his case, the word was coming, but God realized that the word that is coming and the state of source heart, they did not match. So what God had to do was God to change his heart because God realized that for this guy to walk in the dimension I want him to walk in, there need to be a change of heart. So until verse 8, it was just a prophecy. Thou shalt, thou shalt, thou shalt. And verse 9, all the signs, all the prophecy came to pass that day. I pray for you. May every word that God has spoken about you come to pass. But I pray is that may God work on your heart. If there be any state of your heart that is maybe hindering the manifestation of your prophecy, as the word of God is coming, may God work on your heart. May God work on your heart. And let every word spoken about you begin to manifest in the name of Jesus. Said, and God gave him another heart. May God give us a new heart. Some of us, we need a new heart transplant. And God gave him another heart. Now you realize that for Jesse's son, David, it was his heart that qualified him into his position. And for Saul, God realized that no wonder he still messed up. Even so for Saul, God realized that this guy and what I'm talking about, the heart does not match with what I am talking about. So God in his own wisdom had to give him another heart. And what and all the signs came to pass that day. Why not the days before this? Why not the day before the change of heart? Because God knew that until I change his heart, these words cannot manifest. May God work on our heart. I said, may God work on our heart. May God work on our heart. Now, I'll be going to my point, but let me bring this one in. Now you understand in Psalm 51. You know, the second point, you can write it down. Why you need to guard your heart. For you to have a godly character. But I'll explain that first because of what I'm going to say. You know, you go to Psalm 51. The same David, because I'm talking about David, I want to add the second point. When he saw Uriah's wife, you know that story. And then he messed up big time. How? Oh, a man of God's own heart. How can you fall like that? How are the mighty falling? Now there's, but there's something about David. Oh boy. He messed up and he, he knew he messed up big time. And he wrote, he wrote Psalm 51. And actually, as a matter of fact, Psalm 51 was after he messed up. And then you come down. He prayed a prayer. He said, create in me a clean heart. Oh God. Why? Because he understood that it was the cleanness of his heart that made God put him in that position. And now he has messed up. So he said, God, what I need is just create in me that same clean heart that made me qualify for this position creating me because he knows that the state of your heart determines what you do he realized that he, had, he did what he did because he messed up with his heart he has opened the door of his heart for lust to take over and because of loss that has taken over his heart he did what he did so he understood he knew the place of heart in the eyes of God so he did not go that God some of us are asking for anointing when our heart is terrible watch out because an anointing comes whatever is the anointing will push it out oh yeah you don't pray for anointing like that when you are messing up you want anointing to mess up 
But David understood, said, Lord, create in me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence. He understood that if God will clean his heart, oh, he will never go to Bathsheba. If God will clean his heart, he's not going to mess up again. May God work on our heart. May God work on our heart. And you see, in David's case, I'm, I'm sure people would have given him fans. Oh, David, you are powerful. Oh, David, you are anointed. The thing is that some of us, we start well. We start very well with pure heart. Like a virgin. So pure. So pure. But along the line, people around us, the things we hear, the things we go through, along the line, we mess up. That our heart becomes impure. And that at that point, when your heart becomes impure, it's a matter of time you begin to do impure things. Oh, yeah, there's no two ways about it. That's why King Solomon said, Guard your heart. Every issue of life is gone. Guard it. Don't allow that young man to come into your heart and leave and go and be breaking your heart and you are crying. Young lady, guard your heart. You know, mommy. Because you couldn't guard your heart, that is why you have been going through all the you allow everything you take into your heart, everything you like you everything you want to receive. Hey, sometimes close your heart because the purity of your heart determines the purity of your life. No, 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 you can't think of we can talk about pure life without pure heart, it doesn't work that way. You know, today I had a, an interesting it, it was strange because. In the morning, I went to a, a program in a church outside Moscow. And <laughs> it's amazing because I know it's a deeper life church. Most of you don't know maybe you have deeper life church in Russia. And they are the first African ministry here in Moscow. And now they have built their own church far from Moscow. And I know the pastor, so he called me that he wanted me to come over. He's an old man, a Nigerian man I love so much. And when I went there, a lot of things were going through my mind. Because one, there are a lot of Russians. They have more Russians than Africans. And, and a lot of things were going through my mind. Because actually it was a deeper life man who preached for me to get fully converted. I say fully because I gave myself a lot to Christ many times. Before I fully converted. I did it about five times as far as I can remember. But the last one that I didn't go back is the deeper life preacher. And so when I gave my life to Christ, I started going to their campus fellowship. And they used to give me rules. Jesus, don't do this. Don't watch television. They, they will list the things. And then I will go. I will go. And then I will mess up. Then I will come to the full. And that, that was fellowship. When you come, see Jesus. The guy will bring the list. Which of them did you mess up today? And the people were so, so, they will go forward. So I have to also follow. And along the line, I realized that this thing is not going to work for me. Because every week I have to go forward. Every week I have because you know, I was trying to do something.
Thank you. Now, let's go to our second point. So, David was promoted because of his heart. And when he messed up, he did not go ask God for anything, but he said, God, create in me a clean heart. Ah, yeah, yeah. May God create in us a clean heart. Some of us, you, had, you started where your heart was so pure. This time, small thing, you are offended. Small thing, you are angry. You ask yourself, I was not like that now. Yes, you are not like that. You know why? You open your heart. You are easily offended. When somebody says something, you become bitter. Unforgiveness. Me, I cannot forgive her. Jesus. May God work on your heart. If God works on your heart, you can easily forgive. Today we are doing heart surgery. So the part that will hit you, you surrender. And oh, you started very well. I mean, you were not thinking of what the person is doing, but now it's like everything you want to do, you are thinking, what would they think about me? Will I do better than her? If I also stand, uh, my, will my own be appreciated? Uh, check it. It's your heart. It's your heart. You see, when your heart is polluted, you now begin to think of what men will say rather than what God will say. You are interested in what people will say than what God will say. When your mind sits from God to people, watch out. Watch out. Ah, may God work on our heart. May God work on heart. See, when God is working, when God works on your heart and your heart is purified, it might be two minutes prayer they ask you to lead from a pure heart. God will work miracles. But if it's from the heart of competition, a heart of bitterness, a heart, those kind of things, you can shout, you can scream, we can give you PT, PW, nothing will happen. Because it's more like from an impure Number two, may God work on our heart. Number two, to produce a godly character. Why is our heart, is our heart important? So that we can produce. Matthew chapter 12, verse 34 to 35. Matthew chapter 12, verse 34 to 35. Oh, generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak it. You want to know what is going on in your heart? Check what is coming out of your mouth. Said, oh, I, I was just joking. You lie. It's been there. It's been there. It's been there. The out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak it. So if you want to know what has been going on in your heart, watch what you say. Watch what you think. See, if you're asking me, Pastor Paul, how do I know my heart? What has been coming out of your mouth? What has been going through your mind? And he says that, verse 15, verse 35, sorry. And that's where I want to stay. A good man, out of the good treasure of the heart, bringeth forth what? Good things. It works that way. And this is Jesus speaking. A good man, out of your good heart, you will bring good things. You do good things. You love people genuinely. This is the they love you, grandma. You, you're just thinking. Yeah, which of them? Because there might be something here. It's not that he loves you genuinely from his heart, but there's something he wants from you. A good man, look at the 35. A good man out of a good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good. Now look at the last part. An 
an evil man out of evil treasure bring forth evil things so when you see evil thought evil things evil words watch out it is the state of your heart it is the state of your heart now let me back it with the scripture in matthew i think some of you um have come across this scripture before matthew chapter let me see if i can quickly get it for you May God work on our heart. May God work on our heart. May God work on our heart. Now, I'm looking for Matthew 15. Matthew 15. I was going to look for a point, but let me go to verse 18 and 20. So, but those things which proceed out of your mouth. Now look at that. Look at it again. Matthew 15, verse 18. But those things which proceed out of your mouth come from where? That. If it's insult, it's from your heart. <laughs> because I was angry and I said it. Anger is from where? The heart. So everything, that's why King Solomon, you know, is with him. Let's guard it. Because every issue, sometimes one word you said, you, you scattered some good people around you. May God work on our heart. May God work on our heart. And see, the working of our heart is a process. God keeps working on us. God keeps working on us. It's a process. May God work on our heart. Now, say, but those things would produce, proceed out of your mouth, come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. Now, Jesus was saying that it's not what we eat that defiles us, but it's what comes out of our heart, which is through the mouth. Now, verse 19. For out of the heart, now look at it. Out of the heart proceeded what? In the tongue. That's why I said, if you want to know what is going on in your heart, what do you think? When nobody is there, when you when 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 when, when you see that sister, when somebody is doing the thing that you've been doing, what comes into your mind? Like I said earlier, nearly the person starts. You are marking the person. Ah, if it was me, I would have done it this way. Ah, he was shivering too much. Me, I would have been calm. Everything should be you. You, selfish. It's the state of your heart. It's an evil thought. And so the evil thought, eh? nobody sees it. It's you. Only you. You know the thing that goes through your mind. Eh? You know. You know, I, I don't know if time will permit me to talk about how to, because that's my major aspect. I don't know if I'll get there today. If not, I'll come again. If Jesus tarries. Now, so out of the heart comes evil thoughts. And from the evil thought, we have madness, adultery, fornication. And you ask me, how can fornication? Now, this is what the Bible is saying. Adultery, fornication, this false witness, blasphemy, all these things, they are from the heart. So anything evil is a product of the heart. That's why we need to guard our heart, sister. I've seen men of God that they genuinely love God. They genuinely love God. You see them, you see that these ones are, they love God. They, they love God. Along the line, when people started giving them fans, hey, people are people, eh? People, 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 people. If you want to live all your life trying to please people, 
have a long way to go. But for me, I, did, I, saw, I pray about every day that God may you not know, use me and dump me. Because see, God can use you and dump you. Eh? Now, if God can use Nebu, you know Nebu? Nebuchadnezzar. If God can use Pharaoh, God can use anyone to fulfill his purpose. So if God is using you, don't be proud. Because he can even use the ungodly people. God can use anyone. Now, let me say before I go. Do you remember the case of Moses? I know you know that story. God asked him to stretch the rod, right? But what did he do? And did the water come or not? The water came. But was God happy with him? Did the people get the water? So the result will be seen. But God might not be pleased with The people didn't know what has gone on between God and Moses. They were getting the water. That's all that they want. So God can use the people who see the healing. They will see the manifestation. They will see the power. They will see everything. And what about you and God? What about you and God? Because God can use anybody. I mean anybody. Even the ungodly people. Even a Muslim. God can use a Muslim to dash you. To bring you cash. He just used I pray that God don't use me and dump me. That's what Matthew 7 21 he says that not all those who say Lord Lord will enter into the kingdom and say, But we professor, we did this. May that not be you. May that that's not a good testimony. That God is never knew. But all these things we have been doing, Jesus. That's why we need to guard our heart. We need to guard our heart. It's not about people. But the thing is that also if a man's way pleases God, he makes his enemies at peace with him. When your heart is pure, automatically God will make people admire you. It goes alongside. But my point is that don't let the voice of the people draw you from your God. Don't let the, the issues of life, some of us, it's not even people, issues of life. There was a time I met a young, one beautiful lady like that from Nigeria. I mean, I was coming from Riazan, I went to preach there. One young girl. And straight. I mean, I think God did in such a way. I saw her when we were buying the ticket to enter the bus. I just spotted her. And then Olugo said, go and talk to her. And me too. No, I'm like that, but I'm very careful. If I don't know you, it's difficult to talk to you for the first time. Unless there's a burden on my heart. That's, this, some of these people, if you go, the way they will dress you. I don't want anybody to, after preaching like that, to just give it to me like that. But the Spirit of God was impressing on my heart. And it happened that the seat, I, he was just beside me. I said, now I cannot run away. And the Spirit of God was just talk to her, talk to her. And so I said, God, just give me a word of knowledge. That's the only way this girl will believe me. Give me a word. So I was just there. And then God gave me a word. Then I said it to her. And she said, because initially I said, hello, can you mind me? I said, I'm in for trouble today. So that's why I was praying for a word of knowledge. That's why, why the giftings are good. Then I just gave her a word. And she just opened and said, who are you? I said, ah, now I've got you. And then we started talking. And she had gone on, assi on an assignment. She was not even, she came as a student, but she had dropped out of school. I asked her age, she was 18 years. I was so sad. I said, can I pray for you? She said, sir, pray for me. And we're coming, we're coming, we drop out. And I, that day, I think I was coming to one of our branches because we came early. Ah, with them, Glory Temple used to meet in there. I said, let's go to church. Immediately we entered, we got out. I don't know whether it's her boss. My boss is calling me. The guy just disappeared. 
But when I came back, I was thinking through. And what the things that the girl said. She was from a Christian family. From a background of a church that, you know, you can't go to that church and mess up. But here she is messing up big time. Why? The issues of life. She dropped out from school. Nobody to take care of her. So she has to do certain things to make money. The issues of life. The issues of life can make your heart impure and begin to do things you are not supposed to do. That's what Bible says. Guard it, sister. Guard it. Guard it. Sometimes, some words you hear from people. Sometimes, some people, they are, they are, I don't know whether they are international gossipers. They want people to gossip with. And they can, hey, have you heard of uh, this sister who sang yesterday? Did you see the way she was jumping? You two, pure heart, sister. Sister with a pure heart, you sit down. Hey, me, my man didn't even go there. Now he's drawing your mind there. Gretchen, the next time you come to church, you are looking at that sister. You couldn't guard your heart. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. It's worse, people say. Some people that will come around you. Said, me, me, I'm sitting with them, but I don't talk about what they talk. It's just a matter of time. You start talking their talk. You know what the brother has been saying to you, and he can't. <laughs> it's a matter of time. Guard your heart. Are you here with me? I said today we are going slow. Guard your heart. My prayer is that none of us, God will, God will not use us and say, I never knew. No, no. But I pray that God will work on our heart. That anything impure, anything that is gradually drawing us away from God, may God work on our heart. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows our weakness. He knows where we are vulnerable. But my prayer is that may God work on our heart. You, when, God, when God works on your heart, you might be in the desert, far away, where nobody knows. Nobody might know where you are. But God, who looks at the heart, can take you from the desert to the palace because of your heart. May God help us. May God help us. Number three. So the second part, I said, when you have a godly heart, why do I need to, why do I need to guard my heart? So that I can have a godly character, live a godly life. That's why Jesus Christ is living in our heart, to help us live the life of Christ with the help of the Holy Ghost. May God help us. Number three. And this is very important. For our service and sacrifice to God to be acceptable. Hmm. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Now, actually, this is the only one I wanted to talk about today. For, do you know, I've heard people say this. I'm, I'm trying to be slow today. I'm tempted to go, but I have disciplined myself today. I've heard people say, I'm going to build an altar. I mean, it's been a common phrase among the charismatic churches. I was praying for a lady and said, my pastor in Africa said I should build an altar. So what do I do? I said, go and ask your pastor who told you now. Did I ask you to build an altar? No, I don't have any problem building an altar, but can I tell you something? Your altar is your heart. What is an altar? An altar is a platform on which sacrifices are made unto God. Basically, that's what an altar means. Let's not use emotions to redefine it. Or to change the definition. It is the platform on which sacrifices are made unto God. 
That's what an altar means. And for us, our altar is our heart. Your heart, every sacrifice you make to God is from your heart. I'm going to use a scripture to show you that. And for your sacrifice to be acceptable, it depends on the state of your heart. Now before I show you the New Testament scripture for that, think of this for a moment. Do you remember Elijah? When he met the prophet of Baal, <laughs> and he was going to call fire, go and check that scripture. The first thing Elijah did, he repaired the altar. Go and check. Go and check it. That's the first thing Elijah did. He repaired because Elijah understood that for the fire to come, the altar has to be perfect. He repaired the altar and then he arranged the wood. He said, now that the altar is ready, now that the altar is perfect, fire would definitely fall. You must not move. You are asking for fire manifestation. Check your altar. Because the purity of your altar determines the effectiveness of your sacrifice. He repaired the altar. Now let me show you a scripture to back that. Oh, may God work on our heart. May God work on our heart. May God work on our heart. Matthew 15, 8 to 9. Matthew 15, 8 to 9. Can we read it together? Oh, Matthew 15, 8 and 9. Let's read. This is Jesus speaking. Said so these people, they draw nigh unto me with their mouth. With their mouth. Glory, glory, Lord. We worship you. With their mouth. And honor me with their lips. But their heart is far from me. May your heart not be far from God. Did a lot of pretenders, hypocrisy in the church these days. We do it like we are just doing it to please people. We're just doing it for people to know that we too we day. No, God, if you want to do show business, there's a, a particular field on its own out there. You make money. The church is not a show business. They, they draw nigh with me. It's, it doesn't mean they don't come. Oh, they come. He said, they draw nigh. So there are no people outside. They came. They draw nigh unto me with their mouth. And their lips. But their heart is far from me. This is Jesus speaking. In other words, we can come to church, we can sing, we can do everything. But we are not here. Some of us, as we talk now, you are not here. But I pray that you'll be here. Ah, maybe some of you want to be angels. That's happened to me before. Where I sat in the church and my mind was not there. Some of you are angels. Uh, let me confess. So if you, you can be in the church, oh, sometimes, man of God, God help us, you'll be sweating, preaching. And you think the sister is looking at you, say, wow, what is going on? She's not there. She's not there. They draw nigh. It doesn't they don't come. They draw nigh with their mouth. They honor me. Wow, this is even serious. They honor him. But the honor is lip service. Wow. It's serious. How can I honor him? But he says that he doesn't, he doesn't ask. It means we can honor God and it's not pleasing to him. Hmm. 
me they see they honor me with their lips but their heart now look at the next verse but their heart is far from but in vain they do worship me teaching for doctrines the commandment of men they do it in vain why their heart is far from me may God work on our heart may God help us that after doing all these things hey, sometimes you need to do self-examination you need to allow the Holy Ghost sometimes you need to get do a retreat with the Holy Ghost let him work on you sometimes the Holy Ghost will draw your mind to certain things that you never even thought of you didn't even know that these things are bringing you down there are certain things that it is only when the Spirit of God revealed to you and sometimes when some people tell you may God work on our heart that our service so for your service your giving your giving if it's not from a good heart it's in vain if you are giving just to show for us to know that you, you have money thank God you have money but let it be that I am giving to support God's work nothing more nothing less it is from a genuine heart with a desire to push God's kingdom and then when you are giving I, I come back to that scripture because that tells us, I mean, if it's to God, the heart is important than the sacrifice. Obedience is better than sacrifice. That same scripture that uh, when the when the people came to give, I wonder well, how did how did Jesus know that the woman, the lady gave less? I, I, I'm sure Jesus was checking the amount they were putting in the offering bowl. But how did he know? And after that, he said that this woman gave the least, but among all those who gave, he gave the greatest. Can the least be great? Why the state of the heart? Because she, that's what she said. said. They all gave because if I gave ten thousand robots, she gave five hundred robots, and this says she come and tell me that her own is greater than mine. I will not give again. Now, how did Jesus even know? He was checking. So it is not the amount, but the heart behind the amount. Oh God, work on our heart. Work on our heart. Now these days, maybe we don't see it here. God is helping us here. But you go to some churches, and even in the church, there's competition. From a worship leader to a worship leader. From one department to another. Competition. As if, as if we are doing it to showcase ourselves. See, if it's not Christ, what are we doing here? If all that we do is not Christ-centered, then we better go out there and do it out there and make money. But if you are going to do it, let's do it from a genuine heart. That even, you see, even if nobody sees what you do, nobody appreciates you, but you are doing it from a genuine heart. You might be in a corner. God, who sees the heart, will pull you out and honor you. Oh yeah. And people wonder, ah, but I've been here all this while. These people are partial. Your heart betrayed you. I've seen it. I'm, my time is almost up. I want to give you a lot of practical examples. Where God picked people from nowhere. People that normally we will look down upon. And you ask, what is the criteria? Today I'm telling you the criteria. God looks at the heart. What is the state of your heart? It affects the way you think. The words that come out of your mouth. The things you do behind the scene. Why are you even in church today? In the state of your heart. Why do you come here every Sunday? 
is the state of your heart why do you sing here is the state of your heart why do you preach is the state of my heart you see it is your heart that determines the honor you give to people above you out of the heart comes pride unforgiveness offense bitterness and these days I, I don't know the churches people easily get offended in church you remember I always say that if some of us were like Peter then we have left the church remember Jesus calling Peter you say you are going to die the only thing Peter did was I said you can't die though Peter went to the next level he rebuked him that you cannot die and the, the, the part I love about Peter, he even called him on one side. You know, when someone wants to rebuke you and he calls you one side, you know that that rebuke is heavy. And Jesus said, Satan, get thee behind me. Imagine like the way I, I go home a lot these days and I he said, Pastor Chas, I'm going home. He said, don't go. He said, You know, if I were Peter, Jesus, take your ministry. <laughs> Jesus, you can take your ministry. Let me go for my fishing. I used to make money from fishing. I can't be following you, be insulting me like this. Now, watch how sometimes the people that offend us the most, in most cases, they are the people that our blessings are connected to. Imagine if Peter had left Jesus. Because of offense, you wouldn't have been reading First Peter, Second Peter. You wouldn't have been reading anything about Peter. Some of us, offense is taking us away from our blessing. And sometimes, when you have come too close and close, he doesn't use worldly people. Listen, he uses the church people. My sister says something. What does she mean? Who is she? Sometimes, let it go for the sake of your heart. Sometimes just ignore certain things. Next time I can teach you how to God. Sometimes let certain things go. You don't need them. And the devil also try to make the thing so big. Huh, you didn't say anything to her. She said that and you let her go like that. Next time she will do it again. Ah, I, will, I will meet her tomorrow. Then you also go. I've opened up here. May God work on her. It looks so simple. But church, this is very important. That is what God looks at. That is God's criteria. I wanted to give you six points. I gave you only three. As usual, I don't finish my message here. But it is God's criteria. There's a scripture I love in First Chronicles. It said, the eyes of the Lord moves to and fro all over the earth looking for someone whose heart is perfect towards him that he will show himself strong. Boy. His eyes is moving to and fro, even in this church, in that in Russia, Moscow. So he's just looking for certain people. Said so the one whose heart is perfect. Then he will show himself strong. When God's eyes is moving to and fro, may he find us. May he find you. If he's looking for people who that are perfect, that he will you think God is looking for them to show himself strong. He's just looking. May he find you. And this generation, this end time, eh? This end time, those who will allow God to work on their heart and maintain this heart of purity, yeah. God, God will just showcase Himself in this. It, it has the move that is coming in this end time it has never happened before. 
Oh yeah, it has never it it will amaze you because Jesus is coming soon. He thinks he's waiting for you to get married. <laughs> he's coming. When you say that in the church, Minister Handsome. When you say that in the church, people don't like it. But Jesus is coming soon. Now, but before he's coming, I don't know. We have to start teaching about the second coming of Christ. People are so much interested in school and money that they think Jesus is not coming again. He's coming again. But before the coming of Christ, there's going to be a move. <laughs> that has never happened before. Actually, it started after the COVID. And God is raising young men and with pure heart. I think I mentioned this before. Young men, but those with a pure heart. And it's not going to be in the church. He's going to raise young billionaires. Young millionaires. I told you on the 31st. It's working. People would know that God will raise and bless. Like money will not be a problem. But God is, I told you about the money coming season. That money is coming. Esteem of world is happening. But God is looking for people who's have, not people who make the money and leave church. Not people who make the money and start telling us that homosexuality is good. God is looking for people. He's not looking for people who make the money and say that I'm too busy with my work. I can't come to church. Now some people are not here today. But God is looking for people that when he blessed, they will be committed to his house. And God is going to it will amaze you. I, I pray that I will not miss out of that move of God. And you also not miss out in Jesus' name. So it's not a move that is limited to just God raising people to do their supernatural. That's another dimension. Healings, diverse manifestations. I met a young guy. I told you, oh boy, raw miracle. 21 years. Raw miracle. And the miracles that God was using to do. Me, I'm in my 40s. I've never seen it. Then I remembered what God said. That there's a young generation is raising radical, and the result will be so profound you can't question it. It will be so real that you wonder where is this coming from? But it is coming from God, and if God is doing that with young men and women whose heart all that they desire is God and nothing else. They don't care what people say about them. They are not interested in your praises. All that they are interested is the praise from heaven. And when God sees such men and women, boy, God is going to showcase himself in this generation with such people. They will become a wonder to their generation. Their generation will wonder where are these people coming from? But remember, they are coming from the platform of prayer, fasting, and days of waiting upon God with a a new heart and heaven will showcase them. I pray that you don't miss out on that move. I pray that you don't miss out on that move. That may God remember you. When his eyes is moving to and fro looking for people to honor looking for people to raise looking for millionaires and billionaires young lady, young man but rich, but powerful to raise in this generation may God remember you may God remember you may God honor you in the name name of Jesus. May God honor you. May he search your heart. May he work on your heart that if there's any move and it is coming, it is now. Powerful move of God. May God honor you. May God remember you in the name of Jesus. And I hear God say that 
it is not far it's not out there it is here it is here it is here it is here. Some of you, I give you two, three years. It, you, it will be like a, it, it will want to be a wonder to you. You yourself, it will amaze you. Maintain your heart of purity. Please don't let anybody spoil it. Don't let any issue of life spoil it. Because God is looking for such a to showcase Himself powerfully, more than the world has ever seen. If it is money, money. If it's anointing, anointing. If it's glory, glory. If it's favor, favor something that the word cannot resist the word cannot refuse it will be real it will be genuine it will be powerful that the world cannot reject it god is looking for young men and women with a pure heart to release that onshine. i pray for you may god remember you may god work on your heart 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 that every end time move of god may you be part of it may you not miss out in this end time move of god in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus some of us you have kept your heart pure all these years I pray for you that nothing will mess it up you maintain this out of purity that no issue of life no individual no man of God no sister or brother will mess up with this heart of purity you have not sold your garment you have worn your white garment all these years I pray for you I I go on my knees and I pray for you that you will not mess up. You will keep that heart of purity. I pray for you that nothing will pollute your heart. That you maintain this heart of purity. That no friend, that no wind, that no pressure or pleasure of this world will cause you to depart from what you have held on to. May God strengthen you. May God strengthen you. May God help you that you maintain this heart of purity. So that when he appears, so that when he's looking for people for the end time move, he will be selected. That you will not bypass you. That you will not bypass you. That you will not bypass you. In the name of Jesus. And I see a second group of people. God is giving you a new heart transplant. God is working on your heart. He said, Yes, you have been struggling. It was because of your heart, but today I created you a new heart. I created you a clean heart. I created you a clean heart. Yes, that has been the source of everything you have been struggling with. But today I created you a clean heart, a clean heart, a clean heart. You need it for the next phase, for the next move, for the next dimension. He said you started well, but you allow certain things to cropple your mind. You allow certain things to enter your heart. The things that you do now and you think about. You know that that is not the real you. But today God is working on you. I see the Holy Ghost working on people here. And he said, I'm creating in you a clean heart. Not that heart of lust. Not that heart of masturbation. Not that heart of competition. Not that heart of jealousy, envy, bitterness, unforgiveness. I am cleaning it. I am giving you a clean heart. And with that heart, you qualify for the next move of me. You may God work on her may God work on me may God work on you may the Holy Ghost clean our heart any unclean heart today may the Holy Ghost may the blood 
of Jesus cleanse our heart today make us pure make us holy and make us qualify for the end time move of God thank you Jesus thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord you started well you know yourself there's certain things you never compromise and now it looks like you are compromising he's giving you a clean heart you are going back to those days that it is yes to God and nothing else you are going back to those days that God if it's not about you they should count me out those days where you cherish purity but now it's nothing to you he's cleaning your heart and giving you the heart of purity the heart of purity of holiness the heart that desire for him and nothing else he's giving you that heart and some of us why God is doing that he's qualifying you for the end time move of God where he's raising young men and women of influence of power and of greatness may you not miss out thank you Lord I want to pray for yourself before I take my seat just pray for yourself you know the category you belong to you pray that God work on my heart if yours is in the first group I like that certain things I know God work on my heart if you have kept your heart all these I want to pray that God help me guard my heart may I not mess up Lord work on my heart that is your criteria men might give me fans people can say what they want to say but you know me you know my heart Lord you know me just let that be your prayer that God you know he knows you sister he knows you brother they might not know what he knows about you and today he's calling you to surrender surrender your heart unto him surrender that he will fully take over your heart that you will live the life of Christ thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord Thank you, Lord. I renew a right spirit within creating me like me. desire you and only you. 